welcome to season two of a leader like me podcast. My name is Advita Patel and I'm an internal communications and employee experience consultant based in Manchester. And I'm Priya Bates. I'm president of Inner Strength Communication based in Toronto, Canada. We're co-founders of A Leader Like Me. A Leader Like Me is a community to help underrepresented people progress in their careers. And we also help people progress on diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging for everyone. We hope you enjoy the conversation this season. Hello and welcome back to episode seven of our Leader Like Me podcast. And what a week it's been since our last episode, Priya. We've had a lot going on, especially in the UK. We've had a new prime minister. Um, Sadly, the Queen, Elizabeth II, passed away. And that's going to be our topic of conversation today, because I think both of us have experienced and witnessed a lot of emotion. Uh, a lot of grief absolutely uh, and lots of conversation around the queen's passing uh, and behaviors around this as well which i feel like we should explore a little bit more in this podcast you know both of us are very um, keen to support organizations around inclusivity and behaviors and what this means when things are uncomfortable and i would say the last week or the last few days, I mean, a week, it does feel like a week, to be fair, but the last few days, it's definitely been interesting to watch reactions uh, to, to what's happened um, and how to manage those feelings. And absolutely, when, as we're going through this book writing process, the one thing that we realize is that when we're talking about the things we're talking about, <laughs> um, you know, the roles of internal communication, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, that that there is not just the personal, the professional hat, hat we wear, but the personal one we have. Mm-hmm. So we've got a role to play as internal communication practitioners, but we are also going through feelings and emotions ourselves. And, and we need to be conscious of both uh, when we're navigating these unknown spaces. And even though so many organizations have been proactively preparing for what happens when London Bridge falls down uh, there, you still have to deal with those emotions in real time and changes that are happening with the conversation and the narrative that's happening globally in real time as well. Yeah. And no one's ever, you know, nobody has ever gone through anything like this. And it's a very different time to when the Queen's father passed away. Um, And people have got a lot of questions. You know, they are grieving in their own way. There's a lot of conversations around the British Empire. Yes. And what it stood for. Colonialism. It's a very, colonialism. It's a very complex, complicated history. And I would say there are many people who probably don't really know the, the, the actual context of it either because you get taught very differently in schools uh, and I think things are changing definitely but it's it's been mindful and I've, and I've shared this advice uh, with others who have struggled in their organization with dealing with conflict around um, how to manage the conversation and the and the messaging around communicating uh, the Queen's passing uh, and what does that mean for the organization there's lots of people and colleagues who are uncomfortable with peers and their colleagues talking about colonialism 
talking about the the impact the monarchy has had on them and their ancestors and history wise and is causing a lot of conflict from what we see online uh, and then throw in the racism challenge with Meghan Markle and the behavior of the British media towards her it's even um causing more you know conflict than than well, beyond the monarchy right and, it, and it's bringing a lot of, of emotions to to surface and I think a lot of folks are struggling to manage this effectively uh, and as you said right at the start of this conversation as communicators and as leaders you know whatever your role is in that organization we have to manage out you know we this has impacted us personally in terms of how we react to this news but also we need to make sure that we are managing our emotions to support others in this um and keith riley has done an incredible document and those of you who may not know of this document i'll we'll make sure we share it in our show notes but he acknowledged that there's lots of folks out there who are alone and who, like I said, have never gone through this. So he's crowdsourced loads of top tips and advice and techniques and recommendations on how to manage that. And I've added a little segment in there about inclusivity. Uh, and that's what I thought we could talk about today, Priya, to help those people who may be wondering how to navigate, like I said, this complex world of inclusivity and different thoughts and processes. And I think so much of this comes back to, you know, whether you're a uh, royalist, uh, monarchist, or you're, uh, you're against because of trauma that uh, the, that the uh, monarchy um, actually had or caused in your country community, uh, then regardless of where you sit, the big, the first step is acknowledging that those feelings are there. And you cannot tell people how to feel that their feelings in this situation are really based on their history and their own stories. The, the story that the monarchy told in their own lives and in their own perspectives. And, and so to say something, I've seen a lot of tweets that Twitter is uh, just running rampant, um, but tweets that are, talking about how somebody shouldn't be a certain way, but everyone's reacting emotionally. And I think back, uh, I think of the change curve, right? Kubler-Ross, the change curve is all based on the grieving cycle. That's where it originated. And the fact that you start with shock when we first hear of, of the death of, of uh, the queen um, and then what it's anger and resistance and all of those things that you go through, that upheaval and that chaos before you get to acceptance and figuring out how we move on from here. And so whenever we talk about, whether we talk DEI, whether we talk change, uh, when we talk grieving as well, that acknowledge that the feelings and the reactions and the emotions you go through and other people are going through is normal. It's human nature. It's the yeah. way we behave as humans through these changes whenever we're presented with something new, something different, something that brings up the stories that we have. Uh, and, and I think that's just being aware that, that those reactions are normal, that people um, you know, do uh, react uh, instantly, whatever their feelings are, 
is important to, to again, not telling people how they should feel is really an important part, but acknowledging that there are variety of feelings and complexities to this story, depending on who you are and how you're raised and where you came from. Yeah. And even those, you know, even those in the UK who are raised in the UK and have always been part of the kind of, you know, ancestor-wise have always had the the UK base. They, there are lots of people who are struggling to understand what the monarchy means for them. You know, if you think about the cost of living crisis, we're all going through the energy crisis as well. The challenges facing everybody, you know, for a number of years, um, it, it, it comes to a head, right? And you're like, well, why are we having this this institution here who are benefiting from our disadvantage? You, you know, what can we do to, what, what, what benefit are they bringing to me? And that's, that's some of the conversations that are going out there. And there's loads of reports at the moment of people being arrested for for having their views and the laws are against uh, free speech people are saying right now uh, and that's causing anxiety and anxiousness and anger in in what we're going through as well and to your point it is about you know nobody should have any right to tell anybody how to feel you know everyone deals with grief differently it's it's just a part of who we are as humans and what's important though is making sure that we as leaders in organizations specifically we are creating safe spaces uh, for people to share their thoughts and explore their feelings and talk about why they're feeling the way they're feeling and to even try and understand it because some people don't know you know some people are hearsay from others they're reading misinformation sometimes or it's it's you know you you're part of a whatsapp group and they're talking about it and you don't know what your opinion is if you're, you know, if you're a leader in an organization and you're struggling with this conflict and you're seeing tension between teammates, then it is about addressing that and, and creating a safe space with no judgment and no bias, allowing people to talk about their feelings in, in a space where they will be heard and respected for their feelings and trying to unpick some of that as well. And, it, you know, it's part of our role as leaders to do this, to make sure that our, our team do feel that they can speak openly about uncomfortable situations not only when we decide it's okay for them to talk about it because you're only going to cause distraction and conflict and and behaviors are not going to be great either so it's trying to get ahead of this a little bit and just allow people to explore their their thinking and giving people choices that's that's the other um bit of advice that i would give as well it you know, because choices are important. And there was something you said in an earlier conversation with me at Vita that said, you know, our approach is always from a place of respect. Uh, uh, one of our, uh, a leader like me members, Naomi, had shared a post on on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn about a conversation that she had that uh, that she was conflicted about how to feel as a woman of color. And she had mixed feelings. <laughs> it, she wasn't, uh, and kind of like the two of us are the same way that, that uh, that she had mixed feelings, but then she uh, went to uh, the palace and she had a conversation with an older uh, woman who was there grieving and the two of them talked and they talked about both of their perspectives and they talked about where both of them were coming from and they talked about both of their histories. And when they left, they left appreciating and learning more. And I love that because, I mean, that's probably the approach that we try to take too, uh, and uh, 
just to make sure that people have an opportunity to feel acknowledged and have a chance to share their emotions because they are still strong emotions, whichever, wherever you fall. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we were talking a little bit about personally uh, with me, uh, you know, I was very sad to, to hear about the passing of the queen as a woman and a female leader. It was, uh, you know, I always felt that she, uh, she represented uh, uh, something really grand and probably something constant. A lot of people use the word, uh, she was this constant presence, you know, right or wrong, <laughs> right or wrong. Uh, you know, for a lot of us, uh, she has outlived, she has been around for our entire lives. And so, so for me, it was, it was that constant presence and the change that her passing means globally. I mean, I'm here in Canada, uh, for, for all of us and what does that mean? So there's the, all this uncertainty that we're facing ahead. But for me as well, you know, the, the my mother was, you know, as an Indian woman, uh, you know, who grew up in, in India and then came to Canada, she was all, always a monarchist. And and so we, we have a lot of shared stories of watching the royal weddings and, you know, and uh, listening to the state, uh, the uh, conversations and, and the speeches. And, and we did that together. So for me, there's also those emotions of that shared interest that we had with a mother who is no longer alive. She died when she was 52. So there's all of those things that come up just mm -hmm. as those same, uh, you know, stories could be very negative that come up for, for people who are listening out there. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really, that's really important to acknowledge you know that the emotions that this can evoke in your own grieving process you know with your own parents or grandparents and and the reminders right like you said Priya she was the queen was a constant for many people they you know she was always there whether you wanted her there or not <laughs> she was a constant she was a she was a constant presence and I think it's the shock of it's the shock of it all I think because it happened in, in people I think people were like you said at the start of this conversation people were preparing for London Bridge falling. Um, but I think in the UK, she saw the new Prime Minister on the Tuesday and on the Thursday, she'd, you know, sadly had passed away. And I think that in itself was a shock for a lot of people who hadn't had time to really understand their emotion. Then you, you're then facing into in a, a, a group of individuals and many individuals, rightly so, who are, who are talking about abolishing the monarchy you know, it's, it's no longer required and people are not ready for that. And those people are frustrated that people can't see what's in front of them. And this is the conflict going on that we're seeing. And I can imagine, I know Twitter is very intense yes. at times and social media in general is intense. So we do have to take everything with a pinch of salt, as I say. But just if I always kind of think the feelings on Twitter and social media often do come across in organisations and more so now when we're hybrid and we're not seeing each other and we are conversing through technology and through screens or through messaging that can often be taken completely out of context. And to Naomi's story, which is, a, you know, a great example of what it's like to build connection with somebody in person, you know, a stranger outside the palace where you're both talking about your experiences and feelings. We don't often get that in organisations, I don't think now, because even if you were going into work, into the office, it's very, um, you know, driven by the workload that you have because you're only there for two or three days, potentially. So you don't have those more 
relaxed water cooler conversations as often as you would like to have them so you don't get to know people's emotions and the feelings so you end up going straight into conflict and not really talking about the why behind it mm-hmm. so you know our advisors will always say on on the advice we give to our leaders and the organization that we work with is take a step back for a minute and acknowledge what is happening around you and acknowledge that everyone's feelings are valid and make sure that people do have that space to have that conversation and just watch your language you know how are you communicating this messaging and making sure that you are not putting everybody under the same umbrella and 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 speaking for everyone on their behalf and that's where I think frustration starts so just being mindful of what that is and what that looks like and also giving people choices no, there will there will be people in your business and organization who don't want to observe the minute silence on the day of her funeral. And as uncomfortable as that might be for many people, we have to be able to give people the option to opt out and giving them the space to go and do whatever they need to do in that minute and, and doing it respectfully as well at the end of the day. And it's hard because we expect everyone to follow the same kind of behaviors as we would have or as the majority would have. And that can cause tension in itself. So it's just being aware of that and making sure that people do have that choice and giving people options. It's kind of the equivalent of Colin Ka- Kaepernick taking the knee, isn't it? Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is. Uh, it, it is. And, and what they're talking about and what they're trying to highlight and create awareness for uh, is so much more than that one instant, but talking about uh, the facts and realities uh, for it that are different depending on your perspective. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, uh, Emotions are always high. Uh, You know, I've always believed that the grieving process is such an important one, whether it's a positive grieving or, you know, uh, or a negative one. And everyone is going through that collectively right now uh, for a lot of different reasons. And I think it's, uh, you know, being we we say we need to be kind. We'd like to be kind. Uh, And that's what we choose to do ourselves other people deal with their emotions differently. But uh, as long as we're keeping the conversation and the uh, dialogue open, and that, as you said, Advita, acknowledging others and their feelings, uh, you may agree to disagree, but your feelings are your own. Yeah. And if you are struggling yourself, then make sure you're stepping away, you know, from those situations and, not arguing with folks who you don't know right ultimately and I always say to my friends and 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 peers who get annoyed at these bots on Twitter and you know people who are not willing to show who they really are and and they're anonymous there's no point right they're there to aggravate you and they're there to do they're doing it with a purpose so unless you know the individual or you're aware of who they are then fair enough enter the debate if you wish to you know the conflict but my 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 opinion and my feedback and my uh, advice will always be try and take it offline if you can and have a conversation either on the phone or through Zoom or in person if you're able to. You know, you can't share your thoughts on 180 or 240 characters in, in a sensible way. And if you are feeling angry, um, you know, things are a bit unfair for you, step away, step away, you know, step away from that situation and just go and give yourself a bit of a break. Um, and allow yourself that time to learn and to rest which is really important because you know we're constantly on 24 7 which doesn't help the process however you're grieving and however you're managing this situation and use the help that your organization uh, provides for you 
as well. So I know we bring up mental health resources in, uh, in a variety of uh, other circumstances, but uh, those uh, mental health resources are probably around right now. So if you feel like you need it, you don't need to deal with things alone, make sure you reach out and ask for help. Yeah, definitely. And like I said at the start of this um, podcast, we will make sure that we tag uh, Keith's crowdsourced document in there. People, lots of people contribute to it, contributed to it. And it's one of the reasons why I love the communications industry as much as I do, because when times are tough, people do come together. And people help each other. And if there is anybody who's listening to this episode today who is struggling and uh, are feeling overwhelmed or you're just you just want to have a chat, then Priya and I always have our DMs on LinkedIn open. You know, please do read Keith's uh, document that is crowdsourced. There's so much information in there. And reach out to people in your network as well. You know, there's so many different networks out there that can help you. But please don't feel that you're alone in this. It's a, it's a tough time. And emotions can really take over, you know, our rational thinking at times. And it's really important to remember that. That's great. And uh, and uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We'll continue uh, giving you updates on our book journey. We've got four chapters in now. We're working towards the how-to section. Um, so mm-hmm. a few more chapters, about eight chapters to go. Uh, another big deadline coming in at the end of September, early October, and we're working our way, you know, plugging away to make sure this book comes to life uh, next year uh, in June. So, uh, so thank you for supporting us on our journey and listening to our podcast, being part of the conversation. Thank you. Yeah, and if you do have any thoughts or comments, then of course follow us on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram under a leader like me. Or you can always send us an email as well at info at aleaderlikeme.com. But until then, we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to A Leader Like Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram or LinkedIn, then you can find us under A Leader Like Me or you can send us an email to info at aleaderlikeme.com. And please do leave us a review on any of your podcasting platforms that you listen to our podcast on. Thank you so much.